after a series about well-being in the workplace today in this episode we will talk about letting go and guess what i have a special guest who was my guest for burnout about burnout in the workplace and today she will speak about letting go so welcome to my special guest victoria muir borcia she is she coach women on letting go of worry anxiety and shame welcome and thank you so much for accepting to be again my guest I'm so happy to be here i loved our last conversation and i'm really really um excited to have another amazing conversation with you yes because uh, after many interviews with uh, um, many women about uh, mental health in the workplace well-being in general and i found that it's interesting to talk about letting go because you are coach uh you coach women helping them to let go uh of worry, anxiety, etc. So after burnout, what can you say about letting go? That's right. So um, from the last time we talked, you know about my burnout, my overwhelm, I took a lot of time to heal myself and use the skills that I, you know, had from my job being a caseworker, but also all my certifications as a life coach and wellness coach and brain health coach. And one of the strategies that I found that helped me the most and really helps my clients the most is this idea of letting go. And what does that mean? What does letting go mean? Um, It doesn't necessarily mean forgiveness. So I kind of want to talk about uh, three things today. The idea of forgiveness, the idea of discharging or what is discharging And then what is letting go and what does that mean? And how can we use that as a strategy for our mental health, emotional health, even our physical health? All of you talk about the four pillars, right? Your four pillars and letting go can be a part of all four of those pillars. And it's, it's really, really integral to our health. And one of the things that as a woman over 40 (laughs) or a woman that's experienced a burnout um, is this worry, ruminating worry can start to happen, right? And we become obsessed with worrying. It can turn into anxiety. It can turn into um, our actions, attitudes, behaviors, and making decisions maybe based out of fear instead of making the right decisions for ourselves and our lives. And it can really, really affect our health. So, yeah. So forgiveness. The well, I have a curious question for you. Yes. How do you, what do you, how do you what do you think forgiveness is, or what is for what does forgiveness mean for you when you hear the word forgiveness? I'm putting you on the hot spot. Yeah, we didn't plan you, this at all. <laughs> you see, uh, the both of the topic concerns uh, concerns me because uh, worry. Letting go, forgiveness, it's a big concerns. And uh, regarding forgiveness, I think that uh, it's not forgiving others uh, about what they have done, but forgiving ourselves uh, so as to, to move forward. 
and uh, when we forgive is not uh, it doesn't mean accepting forgiving what the others have done for us but it will help us to to move forward and uh, for me um forgive myself to accept to move forward even if it's it hurts because uh, sometimes we can uh, deal with some situation with that are very hurtful for us but so as to to move to grow we forgive and we uh, move uh, that's, the, that's exactly it, Nina. I, um, I love that you said it. And so I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I think, messaging around forgiveness. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to sneeze. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of messaging out there for, about forgiveness that I think is actually um, harmful and that studies have actually shown can be harmful as well. And I, I really love what you said, because I 100% agree with you. The idea of forgiveness can sometimes feel very heavy. Sometimes when we're in a place of worry or anxiety, depression, overwhelm, all of, all of the things, forgiveness can make us feel very angry. Or mm -hmm. if someone says you need to forgive this and move forward or, or let it go and move forward through forgiveness, if we're doing forgiveness for the other person, it can actually make us feel more angry. So I, I love what you said. So letting go goes hand in hand with what I believe forgiveness is. And there's a lot of misconceptions about what forgiveness is. And there's been quite a few studies. I'm a little bit of a sciencey spiritualist here, everybody. I, I love the science part. And I also love the energy part of, of wellness coaching. And there's been a lot of studies around the misconception around forgiveness is that forgiveness is that you're doing it for the offender, but that's not really what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is for you, which is what you just said very beautifully, right? Forgiveness is about forgiving the past and forgiving yourself for putting yourself or being in a situation that hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so the most effective ways that studies have found to take back your power is to forgive yourself. Mm. So if we don't forgive ourselves and we practice forgiving the person that has the offender, let's call them mm. the person that offended us, we end up giving them more power. Sure. Yes, I think so. And we end up, we end up feeling more disempowered. And that can really affect our self-esteem, can affect, can feed worry, feed anxiety, all of those things, right? So to, to the first thing, kind of thing, step, I think, in letting go is understanding that forgiveness is for you. Mm. Because if you make forgiveness about the other person, you're giving them more power or they're allowing them to maintain power. But when you start forgiving yourself, you, you're able to start um, thinking about new possibilities and give yourself a fresh start. It's the most effective way to take your power back, mm. right? If you've been a victim of something, someone's offended you, somebody's hurt you. If you can forgive yourself for putting yourself in that position, you're taking your power back. As soon as you do that, yeah. we feel a sense of ease. We feel a sense of control. 
I love right? it. I love it because uh, it resonates exactly with my own experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I can share it with you because uh, uh, after 20 years uh, in a company, I was um, a little bit uh, pushed to be out in in not in elegant uh, way mm-hmm. and uh, in the beginning I start to feel like uh, you have said um, being um, asking myself uh, why I stayed 20 years in the same company why I did not move why 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 but after I started to forgive myself and t- tell myself it's okay. Now it's a big opportunity to to do another thing. And I found the reasons why I stayed there 20 years. And I forgave myself to that it was okay to stay 20 years, but now I have all my time to do other things. Right. nobody judges us more than we judge ourselves. Yeah. Right. Your biggest critic is you. And, and you have to, you have to start listening to that inner monologue to figure out if your inner monologue is your inner critic or your inner cheerleader. And there's always going to be a blend of both. But the thing is what you want to find out is, is my inner monologue an inner critic more of the time than it's an inner cheerleader, that's the switch you want to make, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it can just be 1%, right? If my inner monologue, that inner voice inside my head is an inner critic 51% of the time and 49% of the time it's a cheerleader, I want it I want it 51% of the time for it to be a cheerleader and 49. And then you start working. And then I want it 52%, 48%, whatever. But one of the biggest steps to changing that inner critic is forgiving yourself, which is your story is a perfect example. You have to forgive yourself for staying in that work situation for 20 years, because if you had the tools then to, to, to leave, you would have. Mm. So the person you were then wasn't ready and that's okay. Right. You need to forgive yourself for the person you were then. And that's okay. That's who you were but who you are in the present maybe would have left sooner, but you weren't able to do it then. And that's okay. You need to forgive yourself. Once we can do that, we can start moving forward and doing some deeper work. But a lot of the times forgiveness is where we get stuck. Forgiveness mm. of ourself is where we get stuck. Especially can, when we yeah. feel uh, hurt. Yes. We're on the same wavelength today, Mina, right? We, we feel hurt, we get stuck, and then we ruminate in it. Mm. And that becomes anger, worry, anxiety, all um, days. depression, <laughs> all, all the things, right? And so forgiveness is a really important step in letting go. And again, let me reiterate it. You're for, it's forgiveness within yourself. It's you're not forgiving the people that have hurt you or offended mm. you unless you want to somewhere down the road, but that's not the first step. No. And when we, when we hold on to these, these heavy things. So I don't like to talk about emotions in terms of positive and negative mm. because there's a lot of, have you ever heard the term toxic positivity? 
So (laughs) (laughs) new positivity is there's a lot of messaging out there, especially on social social media, like good vibes only, high vibes only, positive vibes only. Just think about positive things. That actually backfires and study shows that's backfires because who who's ever done this out there, listeners? Um you try this experiment where you're only gonna think positive thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? So a negative thought or a worry thought or anxiety thought comes into your mind. You're like, I'm going to replace that with a positive thought. So you think you try an affirmation like I am powerful. What does your inner voice say right away? No, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) And then your inside voice is having this battle of I want to believe I'm powerful. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Right. Mm. The thing is, studies actually show that those types of affirmations and that kind of toxic positivity where we're actually avoiding our emotions and and trying to live in positivity before we've dealt with what's happened to us, it's called self-verification theory. It mm-hmm. actually forces you to, you to believe that voice that's saying, no, you're not even more. You actually believe it even more. So if you're trying to say to yourself every day, I am powerful and the voice is saying, no, you're not. Mm. You're never going to believe that affirmation um, because you haven't dealt with the heaviness. So this is why I talk about emotions in terms of heavy and light instead of positive and negative because mm. negative means bad. And yes, there and are no bad emotions. There's only emotions. And we're actually supposed to feel all of them. They're, they're actually part of human evolution. We developed emotions um as a way to experience life and survive we're supposed to feel sadness we're supposed to feel anger yes and i think that we can accept our emotions and understand the the meaning why they are here what they want us to understand yes they they are here to teach us something and we can be open to our emotions leave them experience them and take the lesson the that's right the, learn, so that's learn why from them, our emotions learn from them that's why yeah. i call them heavy emotions versus light emotions because as soon as we hear the word negative we think that's bad mm-hmm. and then that set, can send us into shame so the the one emotion that i say we're not supposed to feel that we've kind of constructed as a society is shame guilt we're supposed to feel. And the difference between guilt and shame, and this is coming from Brene Brown's handbook here, right? Mm. Guilt and shame is, guilt is I did a bad thing. Shame is I am a bad thing. And we should never feel like we're a bad person, right? No. But when we, when we um, hold on to those heavy emotions or we don't try and learn from the heavier emotions like sadness anger even guilt that can actually send us into shame right Mm -hmm. i or when we don't accept that we should feel them i'm feeling anger i'm not a positive person i'm not living the high vibe lifestyle that must mean i'm a bad person and i don't deserve to live a high vibe lifestyle right so this is why i say we have heavy emotions and light emotions we're supposed to feel them all. The goal is to feel the light emotions just 1% more than we feel the heavy emotions or 5% more. Or I'm sure you've heard the 80-20 rule or the 60-40 rule, whatever, whatever you, however you find you're balancing it, because we actually learn from the heavy emotions. 
So here's the next kind of part of letting go. So first yeah, you yeah. have said forgiveness. Forgive so yourself. forgiveness is about acknowledging what I want to release. I'm going to forgive myself that I was put in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to understand these heavy emotions. I'm going to forgive myself for feeling these heavy emotions or for the heavy situations that I were in. Yeah. The next step is acknowledging how holding on to these heavy emotions are affecting my actions, attitudes, and behaviors because it's all in our subconscious brain, right? Our subconscious brain is literally analyzing on that 11 million bits per second, Working whether we're awake time. or asleep all the time. Yeah. And you might think that your conscious brain is guiding your actions, attitudes, and behaviors. It's not, it's your subconscious brain that's guiding your actions, attitudes, and behaviors based on your experiences. And so the next thing is to start noticing if you're discharging. So what's the difference between discharging and letting go or releasing discharging is when we avoid those heavy emotions we push them down we avoid them guess what by avoiding them or ignoring them they're we're still exposed. inside us yeah. yeah you got it they're still inside us we're pushing them down they're gonna come out yeah and Sooner discharging or later. is when they come out and you can't control it so discharging can come in many forms. It can be yelling at the cashier at the grocery store, yelling at a friend, yelling at a family member, but it can also come out physically and it can Being come out in tears. Other- yeah, crying for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, crying in public for no reason. It can also come out this way. Your body, because the brain and the body are always attached to everybody. I don't like to say the brain body connection. I mean, I don't like to, the, the mind body connection because they're never disconnected. Do you mm-hmm. ever say, oh, I have to work on my liver body connection or my kidney body connection? No. So why are we, why do we say I have to work on my mind body connection? They're always connected. We just need mm-hmm. to be more aware of the aware connection. Of it, yeah. So I call it the brain body connection not the mind body connection because the mind is the brain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everything you feel is real. It's real and it's tangible and it's inside your brain. Everything you feel is real. Mm. When we call it the mind, it becomes this kind of imaginary thing. And we think, oh, well, it's not real. That's woo woo. That's like, you know, witchy stuff or that's energy stuff. And that's not real. No, it is. It's all real. (laughs) It's all real. And and it starts to manifest in our body. Exactly. Yes. So exactly. So discharging can also come out in these ways. Maybe you don't yell at people accidentally. Maybe this happens to you. You're out of balance in your body. Have you ever had a day where you like keep walking into the coffee table or keep walking into the door frame in your house? Yeah. And hitting your or without energy, having a day right. without energy to do. You anything. have no energy. You're fatigued. Um, how about this? You break a dish or a glass accidentally, you're washing and you're like, oh, I'm so dumb. Why did I break that glass? You drop something. All of those are forms of discharging too. It's your body saying to you, I need to release this stuff. And it's, I have, it's, it's weighing me down that I'm out of balance or I'm tripping on things. Um, just for example, last week I cut myself twice last week. Wow. I broke a glass and cut my finger and then I cut myself shaving in the shower. Right. And I, 
and so I took a moment and I said, okay, this is a sign that there's something that I need to address within myself. I need to figure mm -hmm. this out because this is not normal to cut myself mm -hmm. on a piece of glass and to cut myself shaving. So what does that mean? It means my brain wasn't focusing when I was shaving. There, there's something else on you my mind. You were thinking about something. Yeah. So recognizing when you're discharging mm -hmm. connects into the idea of forgiveness because you're, you're then saying you can do them in opposite order too, really there's no right but you're saying i'm obviously holding on to something heavy here and my body and my brain are telling me that i need to let it go and discharging is not a healthy way to let to let it go because you end up hurting other people or hurting yourself mm. and then you end up feeling shame right have you ever just exploded on someone we all have nobody's perfect i do it to everybody i you yell at the grocery store cashier or somebody and then you walk away and you think oh my god i'm a horrible person why did i just yell at that person yeah right? and yes and it can also be isolation yeah, or, you're is yes good good point because you're isolating uh, yourself. when we are in our uh, situation sometimes to connect with others is uh, very difficult yeah, because that's right. The other don't understand what you are living, what you are feeling, etc. What you are that's experiencing. So you let right. everything for yourself and you can isolate yourself as well. Yeah. And that can also be a defense mechanism, right? But the thing that you, sh you should do is the opposite, right? When you start isolating yourself, the, you should do the opposite. You should, you should reach out. You should get support because if you reach out to people that love you, you're going to get love back and that's going to make you feel safer mm. and it's going to help you alleviate the shame that you feel. Oh, wait a minute. One person does love me. One person did pick up the phone and wants to, to listen to me. That means that I'm valuable and the shame that I'm feeling actually isn't real. Yeah. And uh, guess what? I have discussed this uh, topic with uh, another guest. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes uh, people don't want to talk about, especially if it does not finish, it's still present in as experience. You can start to talk about to go uh, to reach people when it's over. But when you are still in the, the, the experience, you don't want to talk about because it hurts. It, uh, emotionally speaking, it can be very hard. Yeah. Um, I heard this saying the other day. I wish it was mine. It's so good. Um, deep work doesn't have to be hard work. And sometimes when we're in that place, exactly what you're saying, you don't reach out to anybody when you're in the experience because you're afraid it's just going to make you feel even more heavy to do that deep work. But sometimes the deep work can actually be curious, exciting, fun, relieving, can give you a sense of freedom, right? And a lot of the times we avoid or afraid of doing the deep work or addressing the feelings we're feelings because we think it's going to make us feel heavier and that it's going to be really hard sometimes deep work is hard work i'm not i'm not going to lie to you but it can also be rewarding fun light right you can do it in many different ways and 
And I think we avoid and we isolate because of fear. And we're afraid yeah. of peeling back the layers and doing the work. There are two kinds of uh, situations. There are, you reach people who uh, understand you and want really to share, to, to support you. And it's okay to, to share, even mm-hmm. if it's hard. And I will tell you how it, it's hard. And there is a, another uh, situation with someone who don't want to listen about. And you feel that you can't share. And in this uh, situation, you reach out only to enjoy the time with others and forget your situation, mm-hmm. forget your experience, let it uh, uh, aside and share with others. Don't talk about what is going on in your life. Uh, and I think this is uh, very helpful because it helps you to, to, rev- to renew, to experience other joy, other moments of joy, yes. of happiness, You're and not talk about problems. Yeah. You're and giving yourself other, a break. Yeah. And I found that this kind of uh, connection are more interesting when we are in this kind of experience instead of talking about what we have we are experiencing to the other people because when we talk about the same problem we can leave it not only twice but more <laughs> because we we suffer when we are alone, we think about, and when we reach others, we talk about, and it's not, we don't have a break about the talking about the, the topic. So I think that reaching others, enjoying the moment with others, talking about other things, sharing uh, happy moments are more powerful than talking about uh, the problem itself. And- so, so this is where coaching comes in, right? This, this is where what I do comes in. So if we acknowledge that there's heavy feelings and light feelings, and they they literally make us feel heavy or make us feel light. And there's actually been science around like studies around it, right? So heavier feelings like anger, guilt, grief, if you attach the brain right? And you saw the brain waves, they're actually bigger waves. They're bigger, Mm. heavier waves. That's what the brain waves look like when we're experiencing those heavy emotions. And the lighter emotions like happiness and joy, they're actually smaller waves. If you're watching the video, you'll see this. If you're listening, I'm doing a little small wave motion with my hand, right? But they're actually smaller waves. They're smaller and lighter. And so that's why there's sayings like you can walk into the room and you can cut the tension with a knife right? Like you have, you're walking to a room and you actually feel the heaviness. Some there, they must be having like an intense conversation. You can feel that right. You, without even knowing what they're talking about. Um, another great example of that is, um, pets, animals. Have you ever walked into a home? If you have a dog or a cat and you had a really like heavy day and you're feeling overwhelmed, they know they come up to you. They want to give you a cuddle, mm-hmm. right? They can, they, they know what you need. And, um, so yeah, sometimes we also need to be aware. We need to practice letting go to make sure that we're not always a heavy person and we're not always bringing the heaviness 
and then dumping it on our friends or our family, right? We're not dumping it on the other things. But I think what you're saying too is important. We need to have a balance of having um, a coach uh, where we can talk about the heaviness, the things that are heavy, let it go in a right, in a, in a good, healthy way to prevent discharging and um, find the strategies that work for you to let it go. But the strategy you're talking about, I agree with too. We don't always want to be the heavy person. Mm. We don't want to bring that and dump it on, on people that we love. And if we can get out when we're in that isolation and feeling that heaviness and connect to just one person, we get sucked back into life. Just one person. It doesn't matter if it's a friend. It could be the person that sells you coffee at your local cafe. Connect to one person. We automatically get sucked back into life. We get sucked back into connection. And do you know what you're doing there? You're disrupting the pattern. You're disrupting the pattern of worry, anxiety, the thought patterns, the physical patterns, disrupting the pattern. So what you're talking about is you go out with your friends, you experience some joy, that's disrupting the pattern. And it's literally disrupting the pattern of the neurons firing that are making you almost become addicted or obsessed with this worry or anxiety. You're disrupting it and stopping the pattern. And it feels good. Yeah. And I think it's a manner to help uh, to let go. Yes, it is. It can be a way to let go. So letting go. So the difference between letting go and discharging. So discharging is when we dump it on people and walk away. And usually we we don't control it. We don't walk into the grocery store and say, oh, I'm going to dump all my stuff on the cashier when I go to checkout, right? Like, but it happens. (laughs) You're waiting in line too long and you're like, oh, you're too slow, right? Like you don't plan on that. It's, you're, you're out of control. You don't control it, right? Letting go is a practice of controlling how you let it go. So I run a class every Friday on Zoom, a live class on Zoom. It's called the Letting Go Mindfulness class. And we have a 20-minute talk at the beginning of the class on, on, I always come with a subject. It could be shame. It could be guilt. It could be, here's how your brain works when you're feeling this way, a little bit of brain science or something. And then the last 20 minutes of the class, I guide everyone through a visualization Mm. And I call it a mindfulness class or visualization class because meditation can be a scary word. And um, the brain, the science tells us that the, the brain loves visualization. The subconscious brain thinks in imagination. That's why our dreams are weird. We have dreams. That's our subconscious brain processing. So I guide you through a meditation, a visualization meditation, where every step along the way, it's designed to help you let go and your subconscious brain will bring things to you. So for example, one of the most famous letting go um, visualizations is you imagine there's a table in front of you and there's some objects on that table and those objects represent what you want to let go of. Now you can decide what those objects are, or you can just go through the meditation and your subconscious brain will always bring an object forward for you that will represent what you want to let go of. Trust your subconscious brain. It will always bring forward into your conscious brain what you need. Interesting. Yeah. And then you imagine there's a cord going from your belly button to those objects. And then you imagine picking up a pair of scissors and cutting the cord to those objects. And then they disappear. Now, the interesting thing about your subconscious brain is when you visualize things like this, when you use your imagination, it believes it's real. Yeah. And I I want, 
it's really interesting and i want to add there is uh, other things when we engage our body in doing something and it's i think uh, it's in uh, forgiveness we write it on paper and we burn it that is what exactly what i was just gonna say we're totally the same so if you write the idea of a visualization or how do i do it and everyone here is welcome um, we'll put it in the in the show notes information about coming yeah, to my visualization sure. class for sure. Um, with some other little goodies I have for your listeners, but um, I will join you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Come this Friday. And uh, but there's also really simple strategies you can do because I believe in also having in your kind of toolbox some bigger strategies and some easier strategies, and that's one of them. Exactly what you just said. Be creative about how you're releasing. Be intentional and be creative. Write it on a piece of paper and burn it. Write it on a piece of paper and rip it up and enjoy ripping it up, like rip it into a million tiny pieces. Another one that I really like, and this actually works really well with kids, write it on a piece of toilet paper and flush it down the toilet and watch it spiral as it goes down the toilet and disappears, right? So you're taking you're taking what you need to let go of. Mm. You're making it real by putting it on a piece of paper or toilet paper. Don't flush real paper down the toilet, everybody, toilet paper, right? And then you're making it disappear. And this is anytime you do anything creative, creatively, imagine using your imagination, the subconscious brain really connects to that. And it can yeah. start to create pathways in your brain, create new pathways in your brain because it, it believes it's gone mm. because it is right? You might have to do it maybe three to five times. It doesn't mean that magically I'm going to say, I want to let go of this one thing and I ripped it up and it's gone forever and I'm perfectly cured. That's not it. It's a process. Yeah. That's why you need to have a letting go practice. I do this once a week or I do it once a month at the beginning of the month, or I do for, for me, for myself, I live in an area in Toronto called the beaches and at the beginning of every season, so the solstice or the equinox, me and a couple of my my girlfriends, we get together, we go down to the beach. Yeah, yeah, we, it's a great. We talk about what we want to let go of. We might write it on a piece of paper, rip it up or burn it or something. And then we run in the water. And yes, I do it in the wintertime, everybody. I ran into the wow. water in December. Yes, I do. <laughs> we do. It's either a polar dip or it's a swim in the summer. But we run into the water. And that for, for me and for us symbolizes renewal, right? I'm washing yeah. it off. And then I'm coming back out. And then the last part that's really important is once you practice letting go, you need to fill that space that you've created with something. So do an abundance practice, a gratitude practice, a visualization of things that you want that would make you happy or joyful. Mm. You need to take action and fill the space that you've created because you are creating space. You're literally pruning pathways in your brain, pruning neurons in your brain. Mm. You then need to tell your brain, this is what I want to do instead. This is what I want to focus on instead, or this is what I want to fill that space with instead. So always, always follow up letting go with either an abundance practice, a joyful practice, a gratefulness practice, something to fill the space that you've just created. And I, I can add also to think about the positive uh, side of the situation. For example, it's okay all what's, what's happened. Yeah, what I accept the- what's happened to me. I, I thank, thank you for happening to me. 
thank you, but yeah. I no longer need you. And That's it's an opportunity to shift to do yeah. other and that yeah, that helps you shift. Thank you, but I no longer need you. Mm. I'm letting you go. So when you're burning the piece of paper or ripping it up or flushing it down the toilet, uh, you can say that. Thank you, but I no longer need you. Yeah. I'm letting you go. Right. And that can be a really, really powerful thing. And the thing is, it works. You can do these really simple things, simple strategies, and it works. It, it adds up over time and it really does change your life. And it, it's worked for me. It's worked for m all of my clients. I'm going to say mm. <laughs> my one-on-one -on -one clients, my students that come to my classes, I see amazing changes in their life. And the, the amazing thing is, is that it happens easily and naturally you start guiding your subconscious brain in the letting go process, it will return the favor. It of will course, start guiding yeah. your actions, attitudes, behaviors, and choices towards a life that's filled with more joy and freedom and satisfaction and connectedness. Mm. And it's pretty magical. It's sure. Really magical. I can, uh, I confirm because, uh, when we understand how to let go, because in the beginning, it can be very hard to accept the idea to let go because it's present. Yes. And when we understand why we need to let it, to let go and how we can do it. It's a process. Yeah. And that's where mm -hmm. trusting people like yourself or me reaching out, maybe trying a class, maybe trying a one-on-one -on -one session, looking for the spaces that work for you and listening to this podcast, listen to this episode over and over again, take notes, right? Finding the resources um, in, that are available to you to help guide you because you can't do it alone. Right. Mm. And, um, community and support or coaching is really, really important. It, it is an important part of the process. Um, because all we, all we're looking for in life, I believe it can be simple. I'm not saying I have the answer to life, everybody, but it can be simple as human beings. We're looking for connection, community, and physiologically, our brains, the first thing they always want is to feel safe and in control. And when we have connection and community, we feel safe and in control. And that equals love. That equals feeling love. Yeah, so uh, I can share one tip that I used when I was in this process of uh, forgiving myself, letting go from... Uh, a harsh situation is uh, because there were there there was moments in which I was in tears and I did not feel uh, good. It was really very painful. Yeah. And uh, the tip that I used is to take myself on photo or to to record myself even in tears to record myself and to watch it later and to tell my to me to myself now i don't want to be to to leave this moment and it helped me to notice that wow i'm i'm uh, leaving a hard moment but at the same time it helped me to empower myself and to tell myself you are 
more than that. I love that so much. And I, you I see that as, sorry, go ahead. And you deserve to be happy. You deserve to smile. Mm. You deserve to, to enjoy your life and your day and not to cry. And it, I found that it was powerful for me to, to cry, to, to accept my feeling, to accept my tears in this moment, because it needs to go out. And at the same time, to have the testimonial for myself that I deserve more. I don't want to cry like this. I don't want these tears anymore. And these tears empowered me to be what I am every day after. That's right. Everything has led you up to this moment. All of your experiences matter. You matter. The heavy experiences and the light experiences, they've made you who you are now. And if you can have a history of that, so I love this idea of taking a picture or video, you can have a history of it you can say to yourself, you can, you can flip the narrative or flip the switch from victimhood to survivorship, right? So that was me last year. Look at where I am now. Mm. I'm, I'm a survivor and I'm thriving or I survived that. I made it through. That means that I got stronger because I made it through that moment in my life. I can let it go and I'm thriving now and I'm continuing to do the work to thrive. And if I could add on top of that, I, I really, really love that idea as a way of letting go is eventually you'll delete it. And when you delete those pictures or those videos that can be just as powerful as ripping up that piece of paper too, right? And when you're ready, you can delete it. Or maybe you, you keep just one as that reminder and you delete the rest or, or something, find the process that works for you. but. That can be a very empowering tool to look at yourself, to yeah. understand your relationship with yourself, to see you. Yeah. And I think for me, I did not delete them because uh, they are still in on my phone. And uh, I found the last uh, last week, it's, it's just last week, I was checking to make a, to clean up my... Uh, <laughs> my phone and uh, I found the, my pictures in tears and the, the videos I recorded and I said wow I have um it was a, a long uh, process it's a process yeah, and it was I, a process I and felt I that I I feel better than what I have experienced and uh, I think it helped also not to forget. It's sometimes forgetting what happened, it's okay. But sometimes it's still here to teach us that we are still, we don't accept anymore what happened before. And we are here to or to say that happened to me, I've forgiven myself. And this is a reminder that I can forgive myself. Yeah. Right. When you look at it, this is a reminder that I can forgive myself. This is a reminder that I made it through that and I can thrive. And so, yeah, it's good to have these reminders sometimes. And 
you've built that into part of your process. And I really love that. Why not use the technology we have? Let's use our phones and make a yes. video or take a picture, <laughs> take a selfie. Here's, here's something where selfies are valuable to us as a tool, right? I, I love it. I really love that, that yeah. form of letting go. It's great. So you have talked about forgiveness, uh, discharges, and there is other things to, to add. Well, letting and letting go, right? The important thing is you find a practice that works for you. We want to prevent discharging. We want to embrace forgiveness. And the key is, is that it's all about becoming more self-aware. It's about mm. developing, um, nurturing our relationship with ourself. And um, letting go can really help us do that. And the example you just said is a perfect example, becoming more confident, looking at a video of yourself crying, becoming more confident, acknowledging that you're not um, perfect and looking at a, a video of yourself in a heavy moment versus a light moment and saying, hey, I love me no matter what moment I'm in. And I can learn to trust myself no matter what moment I'm in. And I can let go of the worry, the anxiety, the fear, all of those things. And I can consistently and persistently practice letting go of those things because they will continue to arise in our life. It's not like you let go of something once and bam, you're perfect and you're living in that toxic positivity, high vibe place. Mm -hmm. That's not real, right? Things are always going to be dropped in our lap. Life is always going to happen. But when we practice letting go, we can become more resilient. Mm -hmm. We can trust ourselves more. And when we practice letting go on a regular basis, we'll find that we suffer less from irritation with others, fear and fear-based decision-making, stress, anxiety, worry. So making it part of your practice and finding a space to do that that works for you, whether it's listening to a podcast regularly that talks about it or um coming to a, a letting go class or working with a coach, a life coach or a, um, a therapist, right? Finding the strategies that work for you. Or it's that I know that every solstice, I'm going to run into the lake and do a renewal practice ritual mm. with myself, right? But incorporating these things into our life rituals, rich, yeah, yeah. rituals, practices, whatever you want to call it, make it special. Yeah, right? and, and I and think it can be it can be fun and enjoyable at yeah. the same time that it can be deep work, right? Um, we can be happy and sad at the same time in the exact same moment. Of course. It's possible. Of course. And right? what I can add is to push us to to do the things because uh, sometimes uh you you have talked about uh, uh visualization uh but we can add uh, more um rituals take action yes take action, take action. because when so we take actions step. we are in the movement and we forget all what the subconscious are telling us all the time so take action and do something not to stay focusing on the this yeah. one thing can I, can I tell you i i know we're we're, we're talking a lot here i hope <laughs> but um can i tell you one more little science thing before we yes of course about, yeah we are here for this action. so <laughs> Uh, this is really interesting too and it has to do with worry and and fear and anxiety and and how the brain works so the amygdala is a part of our brain it's the center of our brain that um, guides fear and guides our fight, fight or fleas, freeze reaction. And when we take the action of actually moving forward, moving our body forward, 
it disconnects us from the amygdala. So mm -hmm. here's how the science works. Do you remember um, cameras before they were on our phone video cameras where you would be moving forward and the camera would get blurry and you'd have to readjust it? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen for us in real life, right? When I'm walking forward, I'm walking towards something. My vision doesn't get blurry and readjust. My vision is always focused on where I'm going when I'm literally walking, like mm -hmm. moving my body forward. And that's because our eyes are really quickly going left to right. And when our eyes go left to right, side to side, that actually disconnects us from the fear center of our brain. It's called the reticular activation system. And um, so if we are are in if we don't take action actions are really key part mm. um we may stay connected to that fear center of our brain where worry anxiety and all those things live so one simple way that you can take action is a form of letting go and it's literally advice that everyone's heard and when mm. i was in my place of overwhelm i was like that's stupid it's not gonna work but it's then when i understood the science of it that actually going for a walk will disconnect me from the fear and anxiety center of my brain and get me focused into the present moment. It's one of the greatest ways that you can take action. Yeah, I confirm. Forward. Walk I forward. Yeah, I confirm. And you can practice any activity you like, swimming, for example. If you swim, you forget. Uh, walking, swimming, dancing. Uh, any activity that engage your body and uh, it's very helpful it is it's very helpful right so taking action is kind of the fourth step so i've talked about forgiveness and also recognizing that you're discharging a lot so those that's kind of can be interchanged as the first step first and second step practicing letting go mm. taking action mm. right taking action to practice I would say taking action to practice lightness, right? Taking action to give yourself moments of lightness, joy, fulfillment, happiness, whatever those light emotions are for you, take action to feel light. And simply taking a walk can do that for you. Yeah, uh, taking a long bath uh, with yeah, uh, a bath, something sea salt with uh, do yeah. a massage. I like massage. <laughs> I, who doesn't? No I love massages. Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, I had to learn how to like massages for a really long time. I was like, I don't want someone touching me. And then I found a really good massage therapist. And I was like, oh, now I get what everyone's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we do all the things. We we look for all the things that help us to regain our energy and to find our well-being again. That's right. So I, I know that you coach uh, people, uh, you coach women to let go. And if you can talk about your. Uh... Yeah, listeners out there in the universe or wherever you are, um, we'll put these in the um, in the podcast notes for sure. But um, if you want more information about what I do or you want to come to a Friday letting go class, um, or on Mondays, I do a brain fitness class. It's all about dis what we've talked about here. Brain fitness exercises are gentle movement exercises that you can do to disrupt a thought and bring mm -hmm. you into focus, right? Um, you can find my classes at myrecreo.health. That's my website. 
And I'm also going to offer everybody out there that's a listener of, of this podcast 25% off my course, Overcoming Overwhelm. It's an online course. It's a simple course. There's only five lessons, but it does give you a bunch of strategies around letting go, becoming more self-aware with yourself so that you can start to let go of the overwhelm and the worry. Amazing. And we will put we'll put the discount code. Um, I'll give you the discount code and you can put it in your podcast notes it's about finding the tools, right? Mm-hmm. So that when life does drop some, a surprise on you, a heavy surprise, whatever it is, you have the tools, you want to build up your toolbox, mm-hmm. right? And you can see before and after, and then you might be in a before again and do another before and after in your life, right? Ebbs and flows, but um, uh, finding the ways, the tools and the supports that you need, um, no matter what it is. And this podcast is one of those. It's yes, one of those tools sure. that you can put into into your support box because I know I listen to your podcast and I know, you know, you talk about the four pillars of health and just listening to a podcast that uplifts you or gives you really good information about strategies can be mm. a really powerful tool in your toolbox. Yes, uh, for sure. For for me, I listened a lot to many podcasts, uh, followed other amazing uh, people like-minded people who helped me to 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 shift uh, to where i am now so um i love the, you all what you have said and i would like to know what do you think about uh, how can you help someone uh, in which, uh, who is still living experiencing the things that he, the person can't let go easily because all what we have talked about, the person can follow the process when it's finished and it can start to visualize, to focus, so as to let go, to do other things. But what can you say to someone who is still living the experience and can't let go easily? Yeah right? Letting go is a process, right? It's not going to be magic. It might not happen overnight. If you're really stuck, get support, Mm. right? Get support. Um, A wellness coach can help. A therapist can help. But one of, I'm going to tell you the best piece of advice that I was given when I was in the middle of my burnout. And it is a form of letting go. Talking to yourself is a very powerful form of letting go. And you can easily do it. You can talk to yourself every single minute of the day inside your head, right? One of the best pieces of advice I got was at the end of the day, say to yourself, I've done everything I can do today and that's okay. Mm. And then you let the day go. I'm letting today go. I did everything I could do today and that's okay. I'm letting today go. Mm. Because all we can do is be with the day and the moment that we're in. And when we're really deep into that place of overwhelm, anxiety, worry, and we're really stuck, it can be really hard to think about a big process or a process that's gonna take months or or whatever. Just do something today. And one of the simplest things you can do again, I've done everything I can do today and that's okay. I release this day. And uh, I can thank you for this. And I can add to this because uh... Sometimes we can overthink something and Mm -hmm. worry about it, about something that will never happen. Maybe will never happen. Even if it's about the subject. 
And what I found is sometimes to pick the phone and call the person or the, someone who is concerned with the, the, the situation and talk about it and ask clarity, ask information, seek for information, seek for help and not uh, let everything for yourself and try to find solution by yourself. Always seek for help. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Whether it's a person that's involved in the situation or whether it's an outside person, again, like a coach or a therapist mm. or a friend, um, seek for that help. But if my only caveat to that would be if it's um, if it's something that's really heavy for you, if you're if you're going to call a friend and you're looking for someone to to vent to release. Here's a simple trick to make sure you're not discharging on them and they're, mm. they're not ready to absorb, maybe they might not be ready to absorb your energy. Ask. I'm really looking for some support. I need to vent. Mm. Are you able to hear me? I'm not looking for feedback. I'm just looking to vent. Um, do you have some space and time to do that with me? Right? Because then that's letting the other person tell you, I can absorb your energy for you. I'm here for you. Or I, I can't do that right now. And then you're alleviating your guilt from discharging on them. Mm. Right. So, and if that person says, no, that's okay. Call another friend and say, Hey, I really need, uh, I need a check-in. I need, I need to vent. Are you willing to listen to me? Right. Mm. And, um, and you can also say what you need. A lot of the times people feel obligated to give you advice and maybe you don't need advice. So you can say, I'm not looking for feedback or advice. I just need to be heard. Yeah. And sometimes as you have said, so as not to discharge on others, maybe talk to yourself or just uh, go for a walk. And uh, because uh, sometimes you know to whom you can talk about it or not. Yeah. Right. And, and we're all humans and Right. So, I mean, we've talked about tons of strategies today, right? Yeah. Thank you so much. Going for a walk, letting go meditation, visualizations, writing it on a piece of paper, ripping it up or burning it. Right. There's connect with you you to help them. Yep. Come on (laughs) to the letting go class or um, connect with me for coaching. Again, you can find it all on my website. You can also, um, uh, listen to my podcast as well, which is called let's relieve regret. And my friend shadow and I, once a week, we get together and we talk about something we want to let go of. Um, and she tells me her story and I tell her my story and maybe it's something we regret or feel guilty about. And it just helps to talk to a friend. So if you want to listen to two friends talking, you can listen to my podcast on that as well. So how, uh, where they can found your podcast? Uh, it's on, that... Yeah, it's on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Great. Yeah. I will put uh, the link on uh, the description. Yeah. It's uh, interesting to talk uh, with you. Uh, the first time we talked about burnout and it was amazing. And today it was a lot of information. And uh, I'm sure that uh, you bring a lot of uh, information, awareness, and uh, wellness all seasons is to spread awareness, to support each other and to support, to support more women to bear the hard uh, challenges they can meet in their daily life and uh, 
to release worry, fear, anxiety, and uh, all the bad uh, experience. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to thank you for having this podcast. I think it's really great. And, um, and uh, we're, we're, we're both doing amazing work here. And uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. You are welcome because when we experience some, uh, we have to we have uh, discussed about uh, our experience, and uh, when we experience this kind of situation, we don't want others experience the same thing. So we are here to spread awareness, to share our experience, so as to help others to to feel that they are not alone. That's right. And, uh, that is, that's right. It's when we share, we create a collective consciousness. When we share, we create support. You never know who's listening. You never know what one word or moment um, or strategy or piece of advice that someone's going to adopt and it can change, can, can change your life. One simple strategy can really set you on the path to changing your life, everyone. So I encourage you to take action. Sure. Yeah. Bye. Just try. That's all you have to do is try. That's it. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. you. So let's go so as to enjoy your life and especially for your physical and mental health. Because when you let go, you release stress from your body. You have you gain energy. You have power to do a lot of things. Instead, when you keep everything inside, you feel fatigue, lack of energy, and sad all the time. So let's go from all the situation that brings you down, letting go from worry, from anxiety, all the pressure will help you to move forward and to empower yourself to live better and especially for your well-being physically and mentally as you have uh, listened that brain and body are connected and if we don't let go we will suffer physically emotionally and uh, we can have a bad experience so my friend let's go enjoy your life you deserve to be happy you deserve to enjoy your life without uh, letting all these things take your energy take care of yourself and see you next time